Hello and welcome to Efficiency Rocks, a podcast for anyone looking to make their home more organized, increase their self-sufficiency, save money, and still have energy for the things you love. I'm your host, Roxanne. I work a full-time job, and just like you, I want to enjoy a well-kept home, engage social life, and focus on my health and wellness. So I'm bringing you what I've learned, and I'm still learning, to help all of us keep life flowing and efficient. Let's get started. Hey friends, it's officially spring, and I hope that wherever you are, some nice spring weather has reached you. You might also have been hit by the spring cleaning bug and sheepishly realized there are some things in your home that you have ignored for a long time. In today's episode, I'm going to go through some commonly missed or frequently not added to the regular routine items that you can you can and should be throwing into your washing machine with more regularity. So, let's dive in. I'm going to start with hand towels and pot holders. And the reason I'm combining these two things is because of the similarity of the material type and the fact that they can be washed together. So pot holders are one that you probably don't think of as something that gets dirty unless you accidentally drop it into a pot or into a sink full of water. But the reality is that you touch them. (laughs) And when you're cooking, your hands get dirty. You throw them onto countertops and the corners can touch food as you kind of, you know, push a corner with your thumb over a pot or a hot pan. And I am specifically referring to cloth-based pot holders in this instance. If you use silicone pot holders, you should not be throwing those into your washing machine. You might check if they are dishwasher safe, but otherwise you're going to hand wash those in warm soapy water just in your kitchen sink. But cloth-based pot holders can be put in your washing machine and definitely should. Same goes for hand towels. Now the reasons we might ignore hand towels are a little bit different. Hand towels, especially in like the guest bedroom or the powder room, um, you know, things that are just or rooms that aren't used as frequently, we often ignore. But the thing with hand towels is this. Um, they absorb a lot of moisture and bathrooms have lots of moisture, whether they are frequently used ones or not. And so they just get dingy. And even in the bathrooms that you aren't using frequently, you should be washing those hand towels. So here's the system you can use. Anytime you're washing towels, throw in the hand towels in the pot holders. Anytime you are doing a load of your dish rags, do a sweep of the rest of the house and grab the hand towels in the pot holders. Anytime you're doing regular bath towels, I wouldn't mix the um, pot holders in with bath towels just because there's such a big difference in size that the pot holders can get wrapped up in the towels and just disappear and not actually get any water or soap or as much as they should. 
So avoid that. The hand towels can handle it because they're generally made of the same material. My exception would be if you're one of those households who likes to have the seasonal hand towels and they're like color coordinated and delicate, keep those ones um, separate. But anytime you're washing like materials, even if you don't remember when the last time might have been that you did your pot holders, go ahead and grab them, throw them in the wash. They're not going to take up a lot of additional space. Bath mats. Bath mats are a sneaky one. We often don't think about these because we really don't touch them other than with our feet as we're stepping out of the shower. Make sure that you are choosing a bath mat that is machine washable and that you're following the directions. I have made this mistake and ruined bath mats um, by putting them in the dryer on too high of a setting and the inside of the bath mat like... (laughs) fell apart, like everything that was like squishy in there. And it basically pilled and turned into little lumpies all up inside of it. So anyway, the key is that when you're purchasing a bath mat, that you are picking something that is easy to care for. Do not pick something just because it looks nice. And then it turns out that it's like spot clean only or something ridiculous like that. Y'all spot clean only items don't have a place in the home if you want to be efficient about keeping things clean. They just don't. So make sure you're prioritizing materials that are machine washable and essentially things that can take a beating. Because when it comes to a bath mat, um, you know, they get lots of water on them. They, They might stay wet for hours. The other thing you can do to help make sure your bath mat stays clean is to lift it up off the floor and drape it over the edge of the bathtub every couple of days to make sure it actually has the chance to fully dry. This simply might not be practical for you if you have, you know, more than one person living in the home and one bathroom, like there's no, there's no rotation, there's no break. Um, This might not be as possible. And so you might actually consider washing your mat even more frequently if it always stays a little bit damp. But prioritize, prioritize something that can be machine washed. Generally speaking, something like a bath mat, you wouldn't want to mix with anything other than another bath mat. And that's also going to depend on the sheer size of it and making sure that you're not overloading your washing machine. Even if it fits, you have to realize that it doesn't bend the same way that a t-shirt does. And so it it kind of takes up more space. It's not as flexible, so it has to stay spread out, if that makes sense in your machine. So this is one that you might actually have a dedicated load for or wash two bath mats at the same time and be a little bit more um, conservative with your water and your resources in that regard. Your shower curtain. Yes, you can machine wash a shower curtain if you have purchased a machine washable one. So make sure you actually read the tag but many of them are machine washable and then you hang them to dry. Shower curtains get gunky very quickly and they're very easy to ignore, right? You're kind of in and out of there. It might be early in the morning, it might be late at night and you're just not gonna pay attention to those corners. So make sure that you are cleaning them every so often. I would actually say seasonally, so like once a spring, once a summer, etc. 
is a good frequency for cleaning a shower curtain. If you have a shower curtain that is not machine washable, you can give it a little spray with a, house, a gentle household cleaner, let it sit for a minute, and then sponge it off. Another thing that helps keep them clean in the first place is making sure that your shower curtain stays nice and stretched out. Do not leave your shower curtain scrunchied to one side of the tub all day, every day, except for when you're in there. Let it have some air. Also, make sure that you have a curtain that's not too big for your space. If you have a shower curtain that even when it's stretched out across the length of the curtain rod, it still has lots and lots of extra material bunched up on either end, or too much of it is reaching down into the tub and therefore it's staying damp all the time and it's never getting air, it's going to get gross super quick. And we have... <laughs> We have an amazing ability to just ignore things like that and live with it day after day. It's amazing how much people, myself included, are able to tolerate when it's just not that big of a deal. And it's not a huge deal, right? Until it becomes moldy and smelly. And you also never want to get to the point where you're dealing with something like a black mold because those are dangerous. Pet beds. We tend to accept that pet beds are just a stinky, hairy little corner of our home, but they don't have to be. Pet hair has oil, just like your hair does. And it's the oil on pet hair that tends to also have that, you know, <laughs> specific doggy or kitty scent. If you Take a moment to remove hair with a lint roller or by giving it a good beating outside, whatever your style might be. If you need to let off a little steam, giving your pet bed a few punches and whacks out on the front porch might do you some good. But getting rid of the hair can actually help with the scent itself. And then, of course, you do want to wash them. I understand that some folks feel like their pets have an attachment to the smell of their bed, that smell is still gonna be there unless you have like scented the bejeebies out of your soap products, which I hope you're not. <laughs> but use a gentle, more natural soap, which is gonna be safer for your pet in the first place. Something like an Arm & Hammer hypoallergenic laundry detergent will be safer for your pets. But um, something mild, right? It's not going to ruin the emotional attachment the pet has to the bed. It's still going to be there. Their sense of smell is better than yours, and they're still going to know that it's theirs, and they're still going to know it's their safe space. I would also put this on a seasonal-ish rotation, perhaps with special attention to the wet seasons when puppers might be coming in a little bit damp and that very, <laughs> that very specific wet puppy smell is clinging to their pet bed. Um, when you're picking a pet bed, here's the other part. Again, just like I mentioned with the bath mats, you want to prioritize a material that is machine washable or a pet bed whose cover can be zipped off and thrown in the washing machine. It's a great way to go. And then anytime you're doing your pet beds, that's also when you want to do their blankets, you know, their car blanket or their car hammock, 
um, any travel materials you might have for them, their extra sweaters, whatever the case may be. You don't want to just do the pet bed by itself, unless it's huge. I have a small dog, so I don't understand quite how large these things can get. I don't have that perspective, but I'm assuming they can actually take up a whole load on their own. But anytime you can combine other pet-related items, throw them in there with them, okay? However, before you throw pet items in your washing machine, do give them a good, vigorous shake. That You don't want all that hair clogging up your machine. You can clean your washing machine's filter. That's a thing. Um, but you can also just prevent it from getting nasty in the first place by helping alleviate the situation before you throw the pet bed in there. Throw pillows. Throw pillows should have covers on them and their covers should be machine washable. If you are buying throw pillows that don't have, I think they're called shams when you put them on a throw pillow. I don't know. I didn't take an etiquette class, but throw pillows should come with some kind of a pillowcase. If you are picking throw pillows that don't have pillowcases of some kind, I would recommend you use those in rooms that don't get utilized that much or that are like truly decorative, not the ones that you put on your couch and that people are sitting on or snuggling with, you know, tucking under their elbows when they're reading. If you are using pillow throw pillows and they are being actually like touched and used, especially by hands, hands have lots of oil and dirt on them, even if you can't see it with the naked eye, they get dirty. Those pillowcases need to be washed. So again, prioritize things that are machine washable, things that can be easily unzipped and thrown in the machine, and that they come out nice. Okay, I don't, I don't even own an iron, which might come as a surprise. I hate ironing. I don't do it. I don't own one. And therefore, I cannot buy anything that needs to be ironed. That is a rule that I stick to. <laughs> and I like it that way. So when it comes to these kinds of like linen-like materials that tend to be a little bit stiffer, um, do your research and make sure that you're picking things that, you know, aren't going to come out of the dryer like misshapen. Or at the very least, if you hang dry them, they'll be okay. I would recommend cleaning throw pillows in the six-ish month range, unless they are throw pillows um, that are in like a family room where food is involved. If you let food into your living room or your family room and you let food onto your couch, you're going to want to do this more often. All right, friends. That is a handful of sneaky items you should be throwing in your washing machine more frequently. The first key is prioritizing easy care items that can be machine washed without harming them, and then finding a wash frequency that works for you. If you enjoyed today's ideas, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend to ensure you don't miss upcoming episodes where I will continue to share more tips and tricks every Wednesday to help manage this thing we call life. You can find more content on Instagram at Efficiency Rocks, spelled R-O-X. This has been Roxanne with Efficiency Rocks. I'll catch you in the next one.